We are going to be in Philippians again tonight, Philippians chapter 3. Moving right along in Philippians. It's a short little book, so it won't be too long, and we'll be wrapping it up. Last week we read through uh, verse 11, but kind of, I didn't preach too much except for through 9, but we're going to uh, read verses 10 and 11 again tonight so we can have a little bit of a background, and we're going to read all the way uh, through verse 16. So, Philippians chapter 3, verses 10 through 16. Now last week, uh, Paul was talking about that, that Paul had realized that, that there was nothing in this world uh, that was going to give him a right standing with God. There was nothing in this world uh, that he loved anymore. Uh, Paul had come to the realization that it was only through Jesus Christ that he could receive salvation. It was only through Jesus Christ that he could receive God's grace and God's mercy and God's forgiveness. And he didn't care about things of the world. He didn't uh, care about uh, being religious. He didn't care about being self-righteous because he said, look, you know what, I was all those things. I was the best of the best. I was well learned and all of what uh, God's word had said. But I realized that what mattered was faith in Jesus Christ. And that's kind of what we talked about last week. And so we are going to uh, follow along that same path tonight. And Paul is going to talk about uh, his goal in continuing to go to be the person that God wants him to be. Philippians chapter 3, verses 10 through 16. My goal is to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, assuming that I will somehow reach the resurrection from among the dead. Not that I have already reached the goal or am already fully mature. But I make every effort to take hold of it, because I also have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Brothers, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead. I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. Therefore, all who are mature should think this way. And if you think differently about anything, God will reveal this also to you. In any case, we should live up to whatever truth we have attained. Let's pray. God, we thank you for these few verses tonight. And I pray, God, that you would just speak to us, dear Lord. I pray that your work would uh, just do a mighty work in our life. That we, would, that we would get it, dear Lord. That those of us who may be yours that are spiritually immature, that we would uh, go on to maturity. God, that you would constantly uh, recall to our mind the things that matter, dear Lord. It's a, it's a struggle because the devil is wanting to put things of this world in our mind and make that uh, be what we focus on. And these things, we know they don't matter, dear Lord. We know that it's your word that matters. It's Jesus Christ that matters. And it's our mission to tell the world about Jesus Christ that matters. And so, God, I pray that you would help us never to... Uh, lose sight of that. I pray that we would get that in this word tonight. And that whatever areas we may be immature in, dear Lord, that you would bring us to spiritual maturity. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen. Paul is talking about his goal. His goal is to live a life that God wants him to live according to Christ, to preach the gospel. He knows that one day if he lives that life, he knows that because Jesus Christ was resurrected, that he is going to experience that too one day. And so Paul's goal is to live that out, 
to live that out the best he can until that day comes where when he leaves this earth that he will be resurrected victorious because of his Savior Jesus Christ. And he starts out in verse 12 saying, Not that I have already reached the goal or am already fully mature, but I make every effort to take hold of it. Now, what we see here is that uh, the sanctification process that we go through as Christians is not something that happens immediately. When we become a Christian and accept Jesus Christ, our sins are forgiven. Praise the Lord. But we still have a life that we have to live. We still are growing. We still are maturing in Christ. And Paul acknowledges that right here in these verses. He says, look, I'm not already fully mature. Even Paul... now." We would all probably agree, I think, that if you read through the New Testament, if you hadn't, you can read through there, and you can see that Paul is pretty spiritually mature. He is a wise man when it comes to things of spirituality. If there's anybody in God's Word that we could say is spiritually mature, I would say Paul would be right up there at the top of the list. But here is Paul in his humility saying, Look, i got a long way to go. I'm not fully mature. I know what the goal is. I desire to be like my Savior Jesus Christ. I desire to suffer like He, like he did. And that is to say, <clears throat> excuse me, that He wanted to preach the gospel and the good news and knowing that that would uh, bring suffering on Him, He didn't care. His desire was to do what God called Him to do. And He knows it's a, a process that He is going through. And He knows that He is not fully mature. Now, as Christians, when we accept Jesus Christ, we are saved when we ask Him to forgive us of our sins, but we are constantly maturing as Christians. And that doesn't have anything to do with your physical age. There may be kids that are seven, eight years old that mature spiritually super fast. There may be adults that are 40 years old that went to church their whole life and they are still spiritually mature. It doesn't have anything to do with our physical age is that some people mature more rapidly spiritually than others. Now there are reasons for that. People who are actively seeking the Lord, people who are spending time in prayer, people who are reading God's Word, people are, who are letting God guide them in their life, they are going to mature spiritually faster, I believe. Because I believe as we do that, we can hear from God better. We know what God is guiding us to do, and we write those words of God on our heart, and we can recall those, and that helps us to uh, do what God calls us to do. So it's a process, Christian. If you're in this room tonight and you've accepted Jesus Christ, it's a process that we are all going through. And we should all be striving to be more mature than we are. And we will never on this earth... I believe, we will never reach a level of perfect spiritual maturity. It's just not going to happen. Even the, the best of the best people in this world have not reached a level of perfection. Now, there may be people that think they have, but those people are wrong. I hate to burst their bubble. Only Jesus Christ has reached that level of perfection. But praise the Lord that when we leave this old earth and our bodies are resurrected, as Paul talks about, and we are given a new body and we are given new life, then we will be made complete. We will be made perfect. We will be fully sanctified at that point. But right now, we are on a journey. We are constantly growing. We are constantly matured in Christ. At least we should be. But sometimes we kind of get stale. We kind of... We're doing pretty good, and we've accepted Jesus Christ, and we go to church, and we, we do some good stuff, but we're just kind of flat spiritually. 
But what we need to strive for is to continue to always grow in our relationship with Christ, knowing that we're not fully mature. Paul says, but I make every effort to take hold of it because I also have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. It's the fact that Jesus had took hold of Paul that is motivating him to want to take hold of Jesus, so to speak. Because Jesus has changed his life and has taken hold of him, Paul desires even more to have a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. And as Christians, that should be what drives us. That is, as Christians, that's what drives us to come to Jesus Christ. When we realize there is a man who is perfect, who didn't have to die for us, but who gave his life freely for us, and we realize that we are sinners who don't deserve grace, when our eyes are open and the blinders are taken off, that's all we can do is praise Jesus Christ. And so, because of the overwhelming grace that Jesus Christ gave us on the cross, that is the motivation for us as Christians to tell a lost and dying world and people living in darkness of the light that we have received through Christ. And that's exactly what Paul is saying. He is out on mission for Jesus because Jesus has done took hold of him. And when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, praise the Lord, He takes hold of us. And we need to make sure that we are constantly out and about doing what God has called us to do. Brothers, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead. So he's still, he's still uh, reaching. He hadn't completely taken hold of it yet. He's still, thri- he's still striving. He knows when that day comes that Jesus Christ returns. He knows when he's with his Savior that everything will be complete. Everything will be completely taken hold of. He will be made uh, fully sanctified on that day. But he says what he does do is he forgets what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead. Now, this statement may not seem like a whole lot to us on the surface, but this is a big statement from Paul. Because when Paul talks about what was behind, Paul is, we're talking about a man who was persecuting Christians. We're talking about a man who wanted to see Christians in prison, a man who wanted to see Christians killed, a man who was not at all living for the Lord. He was opposed to God and Jesus in every which way that you could have been. He thought he knew what God's Word says, but he missed it totally. He got it all wrong. He he didn't understand what God's Word says. He was wanting to kill Christians, and then all of a sudden when Jesus came and appeared to him and took hold of him, everything changed. And Paul went in a new direction. Paul was now not doing those things he used to do. He couldn't change the past, but he could change the future. He could go and try to do what God wanted him to do. Instead of persecuting Christians, he was a Christian now. He was Instead of fighting Christians, he was fighting alongside Christians to get the gospel of Jesus Christ out to a lost and dying world. He was forgetting what was behind, but he was looking forward to the big picture of what God had for him in the future. And that's something good for us to think about. Because look, let me tell you what the devil will do. Some of you may know this, but here's what the devil will do. He will bring back your past all the time. He constantly wants to bring back your past. He wants to remind you of how you failed. He wants to remind you of every sin you did, how bad you were, the things you used to say, the things you used to do. He wants to remind you of that and tell you how evil and worthless you are and that God can never love you and that God's not going to forgive you. And the devil always wants to bring up your past. 
He don't bring up your future when you're in Jesus Christ because your future is perfect eternity in heaven. He don't want you to think about that. The devil wants to keep your mind off of Jesus Christ all he can, and so what he tries to do is burn you down with your sin. But good news, Christian, Jesus took that sin on the cross. When we accepted Jesus Christ, that sin was cast as far as the east is to the west. And so the devil, that's one of his tactics. He wants to make us remember what's behind. But that's gone. That's the old us. When we're in Christ, we're a new creation, the Bible says. And so we need to remember that. Next time the devil tries to get you down with things of the past, just know that you're forgiven. He don't have any control over you anymore. Before you accept Jesus Christ, if you're in this room tonight and you haven't accepted Jesus Christ, the devil's still got power over you. He could still hold that over you because your sin's still weighing you down. But when you accept Jesus Christ, you leave those things in the past and praise the Lord. The chains are taken off. There's no more burden because Jesus took it for you. And so when we accept Jesus Christ, we look to the future and we ask God, God, how can we serve you? Whether it's here at this church or in this community or somewhere other place in the world, we want God to show us as Christians how He can use us, how we can look to the future, not, this in, not just in this life, but in the life to come. This is a good verse for us to remember. You might want to mark it down. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's one that keeps me on track, at least as a Christian. I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. Therefore, all who are mature should think this way. And if you think differently about anything, God will reveal this to you. God, excuse me, God will reveal this also to you. Now Paul is saying, look, everybody that's mature should have this same attitude. If we are in Christ and we are mature in Christ, we should all think the same way. And that is our goal should be to do what Jesus has put in our path. Our goal should be to follow that example that Jesus gave. Live that life like Jesus lived. And when we are mature as Christians, we realize that. But Paul also goes on to say that, look, there are some that may think differently and that God will reveal it to them also. And we need to remember that as Christians because as we mature and as we know God's Word, then God begins to work in our life. And there are things that is a Christian for me that... While I was a Christian years ago, there are some things in the last few years that God has convicted me of that before I didn't really realize were a sin. And that's part of the mature process. And as new believers come, we have to remember if we're a mature Christian that they may not have been exposed to God's Word. They don't know what God's Word says. And so it's up for us as Christians to disciple new believers to encourage them, to let them know what God's Word says, because otherwise they don't know those things. And just as we have been maturing for 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years, and God has revealed stuff to us 25 years into our walk with Christ, we have to remember that 25 years ago we might not have knew much either, and that God would reveal things to them when the time is right. In any case, we should live up to whatever truth we have attained. That's what we're judged by, what we know. And so, for those of us who have been in God's Word and know God's Word, and what God has revealed to you, whatever that may be at this point in time in your life, that's what we should live by. Now, I hope that God's Word, I hope you've been in, I hope you've listened tonight, and God has revealed to you at least one thing, and that is Jesus Christ. 
Because that's where it starts. God has to reveal that to you before anything else can be revealed. And once God reveals the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ and the sacrifice He made, when we accept that sacrifice, that is when the Holy Spirit begins to reveal to us all the things in our life that are sinfulness. All the things in our life that God wants us to to change. All the things in our life that God wants to work in our life to make us whole, to make us sanctified, to make us the person that He wants to be, to make us blameless and pure, to make us where we can be the person on mission for Him. And it's a process. It's a process. And when we accept Jesus Christ, we are all on that journey. So as we're on this journey to do God's work, let us forget what lies behind And let us focus on our mission ahead. And that is to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this text tonight. And I pray that you would uh, just bless the reading of this word. I pray that you would help us to look to the future, dear Lord. That you would help us to just be on fire for you. That you'd put opportunities in our path. That you would continue to reveal things to us, God. That we know that we are not fully mature in your word, that we don't know everything, that we are reading and constantly learning and uh, being led by you, and you're constantly revealing more things to us. I pray that you continue to do that, and that when you reveal and what you have revealed, that we would be obedient to what your word says. And so we just give you the praise tonight for allowing us freedom to come and to study your word. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen.